and with guide it truly does have this large horizontal opportunity in the market so we're always talking about the vision and the mission and that this is the next thing for us to pay attention to because we're not going to be making pdfs my daughter is not going to be making pdfs sorry that's Adobe. right i just don't think it's going to be happening but, <laughs> so i and investors do really appreciate that but you have to actually go in and say we're swinging really really hard at this and this is what's you know this is where we're headed This is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem and the Rocky Mountain region, the founders, funders, and contributors, and the stories of what they're building. I'm Les Craig from Next Frontier Capital, and on today's show, we have Allison Kent-Smith. Allison is the co-founder and CEO of Guide, which is a platform for creators and businesses to make and share interactive audio content for learning, marketing, communications, and much more. Each guide combines audio plus a clickable content feed so listeners can dig deeper, explore, save, and share content. Allison is here today to talk with us about her founder story, what got her started, and where things are headed. Hi, Allison. Hi there. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, to start off, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and uh, how you ended up in Boulder, Colorado? Well, that's a good story. Yeah, for sure. I So I grew up in the South. I'm originally from, my family is from New Orleans and grew up along the Gulf Coast. So I spent most of my early years in the South, but then got a little taste of Colorado on one trip one winter and decided I wanted to move here. <laughs> Isn't that how it always starts? You get a little taste of that, that, exactly. that Rocky Mountain West. Exactly. So I jumped in my car, you know, typical story, jumped in my car, applied to grad school, didn't know anyone. Everything I owned was in the car and just rolled into <laughs> Boulder and really fell in love with the town and the people and the community and, and really just the Rocky Mountains in general. So, uh, and that was a number of years ago. And I've left a few times. I've gone to San Francisco and lived there for a little while and also New York City and just come back every time. Good for you. You did it before it was really cool, before like everybody was doing it, the move you know, to, to the Intermountain West. What was it like being from the South, being from New Orleans and just that sort of like Probably a bit of a cultural change, probably a bit of a climate change. Oh, for what sure. Was it, what was it like? I mean, it was just just different, but in all the right ways. I mean, I you know, I I love the South. There's so many great things to say, especially about the city of New Orleans. But but just being out west, there's something about just you know walking out your door and going on a trail or going skiing when you'd like to go skiing or. It, it's just, it's the outdoors really brought me here and, mm -hmm. but, but absolutely a difference in food and drink and community and, and all those differences for us have been really good. And I have a young daughter, I have, she's 10 years old and she gets to go to the South and visit, of course, but we, she loves it here. And so we've settled. That's awesome. W what about just from a work perspective, when you initially moved to Boulder, you know, Tell us a little bit about the time, you know, when that was, what the culture, what the tech culture was like in Boulder at the time. And, yeah. and were you sort of like a, an aspiring entrepreneur, like trying to inject yourself in that ecosystem or, or what were you, what were you getting into yeah. at that time? 
Well, with grad school, I studied marketing. So I, you know, marketing and communications. I went, went to school at the journalism school here at the University of Colorado and really wanted to dig into partnership marketing. I was really interested in how companies come together to form partnerships to make the companies better as a whole. And so it was a little, it was a very specific thing I was interested in studied marketing to just get, you know, a greater understanding and really enjoyed it. And then I was hired fairly quickly after graduate school and I moved to Vail Resorts and I, I did all of that work. I managed their global partnerships for all the resorts. So I had a whole heck of a lot of fun living, wow. in, living up in what Vail. A, what yeah. a dream job was, coming it, out of Boulder. It was not It was not bad at all. And at, at the time, I was just dating my husband, and that really helped our relationship a whole lot for me to be uh, living in, in I'm Vail. sure. Wow. It was an advantage. But I, you know, I was always interested in that topic. And then really quickly after that, got into digital that, you know, at the time it was really as a marketer, you know, you had to understand what was happening with digital and technology. And I just loved it. And I I joined on with a small agency here in Boulder that was eventually we sold to Crispin Portobogusky, which is a a Mm -hmm. larger at the time advertising agency here and just stayed on the name for sure. Yeah. 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 Stayed, Stayed on the digital path ever since really pretty much. Wow, super fun. So you were you worked at that firm for the after the acquisition for how long? I was there probably about three years and I, I you know, at the at the small digital agency that, that that we sold, I was part of business development. That was that was my role. So I was always out ah. selling and talking to people about, you know, different technologies and how we could build things for them. That was when people actually built things versus just things being like ready to go almost now. It's so different. <laughs> it's so uh-huh. different, right? But yeah. But but yeah, so I did that work. And then when, it, when I was at Crispin, I had a really amazing opportunity to launch a new school for the industry. So I worked with the chairman of Crispin, Chuck Porter, and a few other people in the University of Colorado and IDEO and Microsoft and others. Wow. And we created a new school. And that, that path, actually, that, that starting the school really led me to be the entrepreneur that I am today and the, the idea for God. Amazing. I mean, I, I, I did not know that about you. I, but what I always remembered, you know, kind of when we when we initially connected is just what a force you, you, you are when it comes to brand strategy and go to market strategy. Yep. And I guess it, it probably I would imagine kind of started there with those roots. It really did. I mean, there, there's no doubt that like getting inside of agencies and working alongside some of the most creative minds and then also just having, you know, support and encouragement to start something. So I, I mean, the school that I started, although I was an employee of, of Crispin, mm-hmm. was the first business I started. And I, it really, really impacted and motivated me. And then I went on to launch a consulting company. And then I launched Guide. So it started me on the path for sure. That's awesome. So let's talk about Guide and, and how it got started. So you had this sort of in, internal inspiration or fire to, to do something on your yep. own and become an entrepreneur. What what was sort of the impetus for Guide in particular? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so after the school, I decided to move out to San Francisco and worked for an agency called Goodby Silverstein and Partners. And I launched a school for them as well, for their employees as well as their clients. And at the time, you know, they had really, well, they always have really had really interesting brands, big companies that that work with them. But so that that really got me interested in what was happening around digital transformation. How do we help companies really understand what tools, technologies, skills, capabilities they need 
to meet the future versus feel like they're always behind. And so I spun out of Goodby and Goodby became my first customer. And I started a consultancy called Smith and Beta. And it was really that work where I had this front seat into content creation, digital transformation, what businesses were doing to invest in their employees and really understanding how they were interfacing with customers. And a lot of it was about content. So I observed, which, you know, was really the story of Guide was that companies were putting just millions and millions of dollars into content and formats that very much felt like the 1990s, white papers and webinars and endless PowerPoints that no one was paying attention to and videos that would just go on for hours. (laughs) And, you know, and so people were like, come, you know, as a consultant, people were saying, this is super painful. Like, what is all this stuff coming at us and we're not consuming it? And it's not engaging. So that's what started started me on the path. And then what guide essentially, you know, got out of that was that, you know, I'd hire experts to teach different things or to to share their knowledge in digital transformation. And I noticed that every time I would hire someone, they would make these little guides. So mm-hmm. if I if I said, Hey, tell me about how to be a better, you know, UX designer, someone would give me like, okay, well, you should read this book and then you should go to this article and you should so they would curate these little lists of things. And it was this sure. consistent thing, right? If I if I said to you, you know, tell me about venture capital, I mean, you would give me a guide. I absolutely, yeah. Right, right. So that <laughs> that was the inspiration. I'm like, gosh, if we combined audio with clickable content to allow people to explore these guides that are already exist in the world, then we would all get to knowledge faster. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was the the start of it. It's really there's a there's an elegance I think to the the simplicity of the idea, but very you know, you're very pointed and relevant when it comes to a solution that's widely applicable and high high impact. Mm-hmm. What what time frame was this, by the way? Like when when was this? When did this kind of inspiration yeah. happen, Allison? So when I, I made my first deck for guide in 2017, I was speaking at South by Southwest, I had this really amazing experience. And I was in Austin and I just sat down. I'll never forget. I just sat down in the yard of this Airbnb with my laptop. And I said, I think this is the idea. This is it. So I put it on paper in 2017 and we built the first mobile prototype. I hired an agency to help me in 2018. And then we were off to the races pretty much. <laughs> so it's just wow. been a, a few years now, but We've, we've been building and, and working with customers and really working to solve this challenge that we see with content ever since. Wow. And so what, what about, uh, what went through your mind as, I mean, you, you got the inspiration, you got the idea to build something. Well, how are you thinking as a first-time entrepreneur about like, just funding, funding the, mm-hmm. funding the idea, raising money to launch? Like what, what was going through your head back, back then? Such a great question. You know, all the businesses that I had been involved in before, whether it was the school that I launched, obviously had all the funding that it really needed. But then my consultancy was all about just, you know, you start a business, you go make money. And so in the beginning, all I ever really thought about was like, how do we just go sell this? What, you know, now that I know that we have the technology and the platform to to really offer a solution for what I think is needed out there, just let's go sell it. So I didn't even consider fundraising. <laughs> it was not even like on my radar because <laughs> being part of the venture capital and, and understanding all of that, I, that just wasn't my background. So I just said, let's go sell. And that's what we did. And mm-hmm. it was when we got the, the company to a point of, of we raised a pre-seed and then also a seed where I knew we needed 
an influx of, 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 you know, cash and capital to really get to the next step that I said, Oh, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to go talk to venture capital, you know, to angels and investors. And, but I, it, it was not the first thing that came to mind. I did not think about it for at least two years into building. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so what, like, what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs in region like, like yourself that, you know, have a great idea, have the industry experience, see the opportunity? I mean, two years, that's, I mean, quite a journey to bootstrap, but is that, do you think that's, that's what you would, the encouragement you would give to others or how, how would you encourage them to think about it? I mean, I think it depends on obviously the nature of the business, but you know, so many times, I mean, I speak with people who are just a a bit afraid to like start something because, you know, maybe they don't have the resources or they're unsure of of the idea or they don't have the connections. I think connections, obviously networking connections really helps. But, but I would say, yeah, just the the most important thing is to start. And, And so, because so many of us don't. And so I think just starting and really rolling up the sleeves, leveraging all the very generous people who, who really like to provide introductions and support and early feedback. What I find is that people really love to do that and to help founders. And until you ask, you don't, you never know. And I, so I just found, I read this thing one time of a, a founder who, you know, she would send these very, very short email introductions. She'd try to find emails of people or she'd go on LinkedIn or however she was doing it, but she would do, she would just say, can I get six minutes of your time? That was her thing. Oh. If you just give me, if, if you just give me six minutes, I and, love it. But what's interesting? Yeah, it's plenty of time, right? Yes, I mean, you, plenty of time. Yeah, and and I so I just sort of took that approach. I would say, hey, I've got this idea, we've got this thing built. I think your business would really, you know, like enjoy it, and it would you would benefit from it. Will you give me five minutes? And most one hundred percent across the board would just do. And then so then what happens with a, as a founder? is you begin to create your own success because this Mm -hmm. network picks you up and takes you along. That's such a cool piece of advice. The, this notion of like the six minute ask, because, you know, you think about it, any genuine human connection, like it has to start with like a six, six minutes or so, you know, something, something small, right. It's always like, even if you just meet somebody serendipitously at a, at an event, it's usually like a six minute interaction that creates it the is. bond that hopefully, right? So that's, that's really special. Thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. For sure. What about sort of beyond like forging those initial relationships? I mean, I imagine you've had some, some you know, tremendous folks, mentors in your life. What, what would you encourage founders to do, you know, once they sort of have that core network, like how do you, how do you sort of take it to the next level in terms of helping, leveraging your network to help you grow your business and, 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 you know, get, get traction, raise more capital, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, it, it's along the same lines in that one of the things that I did early on is I looked around me at, you know, I, I had this early deck, like I said, in 2017, that I would, I, I kind of just did this tour of the country and my people I really respected. I wanted to get feedback and I wanted to do it in person. So I spent the money to go to LA and New York and a few other places. And those early people were the people that came on as early advisors. And I gave them a little bit of equity. And because what they did, I mean, I had one, I'll give you a great example, one such person, I was with her in Boston and she, I told her about the idea. She was driving me to the airport and she'd literally like pulled over on the interstate. (laughs) And she said, she said, literally, I'll never forget. She pulled over, her kids were in the back. She's like, you have to do this. 
And so it was those people, right? So I gave them some equity and I started that network. But then now what I find is that it's really just about getting your ask organized Mm. and making sure people know, I'm going to take this amount of time from you. I'd expect these things. If you can provide them, I'll give back these things. But and and just organizing it for because I just feel like we're all living such busy lives. It's kind of like what guides purpose is, right? Is like we don't have time to read the 200 page PDF, but I could certainly sit down with like a two minute guide. So I just try to approach people that same way, even even now. I mean, I just had a call this morning with a, a chief revenue officer at a media company and super busy person, one of the most successful media companies in the country. And he's like, absolutely. I'll take, I'll give you 30 minutes. Let's talk about it. I'll give you input on what I think could happen here, here, and here. And that's exactly what he did. So I think if you, unless you ask, you'll never get there. And that, that's one of the biggest messages I think I would encourage people to think about. Such another great nugget for founders uh, to consider. I mean, you know, when you, as you, as you said that, you know, getting your asks organized, I immediately thought of the founders that I've interacted with over the past few years. And I feel like all the ones that I've invested in that, that I've led investments in, they are all very organized askers. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a common trait. <laughs> it's it. a standout. It's absolutely a standout trait. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a great, great advice. What about, so we've, we've talked a little bit about guide. I, I think this is just a brilliant product that you've built. I'd love for you to kind of share with us a little bit more about how the product strategy has evolved, what it's actually doing, the types of problems it's solving for customers. Because I think it's it's super, super cool what you're doing. Yeah, no, for sure. And thank you. Yeah. So, so as I mentioned, it, it, the easiest way to think about Guide as a new format in technology is that it's, it's like a podcast, but with like an Instagram-like content feed combined. So when you listen as a listener, you can interact and go deep and explore what you hear. And, and that, that type of interaction just doesn't exist with other passive consumption, such as a video or with a podcast. So if you understand sort of the basics of what the product is, you know, when we started, it was really about putting that in front of people who were on the business side, doing things like learning and onboarding and communications and marketing, because they were looking for ways to package pretty critical content in a way that made sense and that people would engage with. And so the problem we set out to solve really truly was, you know, okay, the the world has enough content. We're all very busy. How do we make it super engaging and interesting to -hmm. consume? And then as the product evolved and, and the product roadmap and what we really wanted to build, what we discovered was people absolutely wanted to consume this content, but they also wanted to make it. And so what happened is that it, about you know a year and a half in, we said, okay, we have to create a content creation platform because for this content to exist this way in the world, we have to make it super easy. And so our whole thing was like, how can you make a guide in a minute? Mm-hmm. And so that that's exactly what we built next. And so now as a as a content creator, as a business leader, as a VC, whoever you might be, you can mm-hmm. go and you can sign up and you can make a guide in a matter of a couple of minutes. And that was always really the goal in the in the where we were heading, you know. So, and that's been important, and that's essentially where we are now. And we so we have opportunity both on the business side, which is what we've really been, you know, creating revenue around, creating relationships around since the beginning. But what we're hearing is that content creators, part of this creator economy, a new way to create 
they're all really interested in this as well. Wow. Yeah, I got I got to tell you, ever since I, you know, I learned about guide, I have these I call them like guide moments where <laughs> I'm like I wish these people or this podcast or would like have this as a guide because it's such a cool delivery of content that you have. Thank you. You know, in fact, if if, if Josh and Chuck from uh, Stuff You Should Know are listening, I know you guys aren't listening, but <laughs> I know I wish Stuff You Should Know would do this because that's a good one, <laughs> isn't it? A good one. All right, maybe maybe that's a goal. No, you, that's you guys, really they need to listen, and you guys need to check out Guy. Well, anyway, but I yeah. but I think that's a good that's a really good example. It kind of came around the corner for us in a way. Is like as the creator economy became more and more important to our personal and professional lives you know, it came around the corner where people were like, wait a minute, I want to make a guide for my favorite restaurant or whatever I think, whatever I think is interesting. It can be more interesting in this format. And that, so that is really exciting for us, but it does, you know, pose challenges as well. It's like, okay, we just truly do have two markets that we need to approach. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? How do we organize around that? How do we make sure that we're really, you know, running after the thing that is the most important for the company at any given time? For sure. And and also, Allison, I would imagine there's probably some really great enterprise use cases here as well, right? Like for, mm-hmm. I would imagine like employee onboarding and... That's right. That's right. Yeah. What, so that's, what are... What are some of the, can you, can you tell us a little bit about some of those like B2B opportunities or enterprise opportunities? For sure. For sure. So, so on, onboarding is actually one of the, the top use cases. So especially now that remote work and, and changes in, in the dis- whole disruption of how we're working, which is, is likely going to be quite permanent for most occurred, you know, in the last couple of years. So I would say onboarding, training and development, marketing and communications, those are sort of the three orbits, if you will, like if we're selling into a business that, we, that we're talking to. And what was really important for us is as much as we could was to build a business that was all about self-service so that you could, you know, essentially as a leader, as a marketer, or as a training designer, you could just go and just experience the technology, start making the content, publish and share it and distribute it. And so, but those are the three areas. And for sure, on the business side, it's it's the leading area of growth for us because mm-hmm. businesses are just like, they're, you know, there's just so much disruption that's happened. You know, we want this like very personal connection and voice or audio really offers an interesting way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And and how do you think about, I mean, the, the sort of category that you've created that's very unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost think it's reminiscent of like, you know, when, when podcasts first came out, it was sort of like, you know, you know there was like some learning and, and there was like some momentum that it needed to get. And now, you know, there's I don't even know how many podcasters there are. Millions or millions. Millions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, do you, is that the vision for Guide as well? Like, do you think this could become its own sort of category akin to podcasts? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, we believe that it's the new format in the world for people to use their voice, attach content to their voice, and share knowledge, stories, ideas. And it's exactly, so if you look at like mm-hmm. our mission and vision, it's all about how do we change the way people communicate and engage with content globally? Yeah, that's exactly it. You couldn't you couldn't come up with a bigger uh, bigger vision. I know uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, that's it. That's it, Allison. I know, no, I love it. It's but great. I do know. I, you know, it's fascinating though. And if there are founders listening, to have 
you know, it, when you're often, especially when we're talking to investors, more than actually when we're talking to customers, investors like us to be in a very specific place. And with Guide, it truly does have this large horizontal opportunity in the market. So we're always talking about the vision and the mission and that this is the next thing for us to pay attention to because we're not going to be making PDFs. My daughter is not going to be making PDFs. Sorry. That's Adobe. right. I just don't think it's going to be happening. But, <laughs> so I, so I think that that you and investors do really appreciate that, but you have to actually go in and say, we're swinging really, really hard at this. And this is what's, you know, this is where we're headed. Yeah. Sorry, Adobe, you should be paying attention. <laughs> Maybe they should. Well, well, speaking of that, like how I can imagine there's some complexity in, you know, this, this sort of a strategy of building a startup, because how do you, and I'm sure investors are press you on, you know, what's your exit strategy? What's this, what's that for the future? But like, how do you think about the future of guide where you're headed, you know, given the path that you're on today in, in, in 2022? Yeah, I mean, I think it, we've talked a, li a little bit about it. I think it's it's just going to become more and more important for people to be making content that is engaging because we just we just have so much of it around us. And and I feel like the path forward is really about that is is how do we continue to make it easy to create, high quality, easy to edit, interesting to consume. And where does that take us? You know, I think that the direction we've already talked about is that like it's a new way to to create and share content, and that's what we're going to make sure happens. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's it's interesting. It's I think that being in the content space teaches you a lot about human nature and how you know the power of storytelling. We always talk about it's like story watching, story clicking, story learning versus just mm -hmm. storytelling. There's so it for us, it's just it's endless and mm -hmm. super exciting. It is exciting, very exciting. When you look at just general trends in the creator economy, do you do you have any views in terms of where that's going? I, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of buzz around you know NFTs and DAOs and you know just it, just if you look at the you know you, the amount of YouTube creators out there, like sort of the self made people that have their own sort of brands that they're now using to sell merch. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's super complex, but what, do you have any high level observations in terms of just on the content, on the creator economy and where that's headed? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, on the web three side, I, I think everything really starts with education and we're just at a place where, because there's so much going on in all of our lives, that it's important to have access to content that just gets us there faster. And so I just think people are going to think of really creative ways with Web3 and other technologies. I mean, what, what's, you know, what's next and around the corner that allows them to be able to get this really, really pointed bit of content out to very specific audiences and monetize it in a way that makes sense for both sides. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we've always seen that, you know, I was just having a conversation yesterday with someone about paywalls and like what paywalls mean and how resistant people are to paywalls. And if you look at even like the models of like a Substack, you know, what percentage of those Substack writers are actually really, truly successful mm -hmm. and what happens to, you know, the other 95% and where do they go? And I, so I think that other 95% is absolutely searching for the new path forward that is more sharing in this new economy that we have, which I think Web3 will enable. Yeah, it's a great perspective. And 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 how, I mean, is that pivotal to how you think about guide strategy as well, to be, you know, yet a, yet a tool for enabling 
creators to share and share content and, and thus, you know, create value for themselves and for others. I think that's right. And that goes for individuals, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, businesses. I think that's right. Because I think we share those common needs around creation and distribution, no matter if we're in a business setting or no matter if I'm sharing how to make, you know, my favorite pasta recipe. I think that there's that, you know, shared understanding that there's a new path forward. And people are people, I think the experimentation that's happening is really interesting. But again, kind of going back to education is we, we also just need the tools to equip us all to be able to move as fast as we can sure. without feeling like we're, you know, being left behind or just, you know, not understanding what's happening around us. So I think that's critical. Yeah. You know, speaking of sort of the innovation and what you're seeing with, with folks and how they're using guide, any, any sort of fun or sort of unexpected highlights of, of, of content that's been created using guide? I love that question. Yeah. I mean, one of the, the business side use cases that was really interesting for us is that people wanted a new way to create job postings. And they felt that the job posting market had stayed the same literally for decades where we all go to this page, we read the same <laughs> paragraph. I mean, you know, it is exactly the same across. People the actually read those paragraphs? I don't think people do, actually. I think, <laughs> yeah, they, I I think they read like, the, the, I don't think they read it all. It's like, this is my, this is the title yeah. of the role. This is the title. Post. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to apply. Next. Yeah. So, so what was interesting is this particular customer said, let's create audio around these job descriptions and let people dig into the people who work there, what the culture's like, hear the voices of the leaders, and then just click to it. Cause you know, you can click on any link in a guide and then you can just click to apply, yeah. right. Using the guide. So that one was really fun and interesting for sure. And, and I think on the, on the more just creator side, I think that we've seen so many creative ways that, that people are using it. I mean, everything from taking a picture to what you had at, you know, at dinner at a restaurant and linking to make a reservation and sending that guide to people to yep. really innovative, like short form, like, okay, I just found one single thing I want to show you, like an article or a picture I just took, and I'm just going to add my voice to that content and I'm going to send it to you, or I'm going to send it to my social media. Yeah. And so we were a little surprised by that too, where guides in the beginning could be like 15 minutes. And then now the average guide is down to about three minutes and 45 seconds or so. Oh, cool. So they're very, very short and they can be one single thought, one single piece of content. And I think people love the power of that. Yeah. I mean, uh, now you got my head spinning. I, I, so I'm an investor in a bunch of travel companies in sort of the travel and tourism space. Uh, travel. Yeah. I, and now I'm like, man, maybe some of these companies should do a guide on, on like travel, like places. That's one of like the, yeah. Is that one of it? Is that it's another one? Of, yeah. Travel for sure. Yeah. We've been working with a gentleman named, by the name of Peter Greenberg who does travel for CBS and he it, exactly like got on the travel side on the that's one of the most requested things. It's like, oh, and even when I'm talking to business people, they'll say, oh, this is really interesting for our business. I get it. I think I'm going to make one about my trip to Sicily next week. You know, yeah. and, and so what it is, is it's kind of like, you know, just to, I think Twitter was it Twitter that said like to try to get people to initially tweet. It was just like, just tweet what you eat. Yeah. It's kind of right. It's kind of like yeah. that with guide. It's just like, just tweet what you love, what you find interesting. Sure. And a lot of times travel is right there. Right. Wow. That's, it's, there's just so many possibilities here. It's fun. What are any, any insight into, you know, kind of some exciting milestones growth wise or 
initiatives in the you know in the, in the coming year for for the company? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I mean, we're seeing growth on both sides, and and one of the things that was really important to us this year, I, I would say, this is our coming out quarter, if you will, because mm-hmm. we've been building, we've been sort of quietly building, working with you know business customers. We, we didn't do any sort of flashy PR or any like big investment in events. And, and so this is the quarter that we're doing that, you know, from product hunt all the way through to getting down to Austin for South by to being speaking. on podcasts. Being on podcasts. That was my next thing. <laughs> oh, was, sorry. I cut you off. In, yeah. in this podcast, especially, right? Like, awesome. like yeah. so, so that's big for us is that more eyes on guides. What we find is that, when people listen to a guide and watch a guide, then they are like, huh, that is, uh, that's interesting. I think I'd like to try that out. All right. So it's really the consumption drives creation and that's driving the growth of the company. And so, you know, we have thousands of people who have signed up and we're really nurturing those individual creators as well as the business customers that we continue to grow as well. So, so for us, it's, it's just continuing to make sure that we're, innovating, we're providing what we're promising, and we're making it easier and more engaging to create the content that we allow people to create. I love yeah. it. The coming out quarter is it's super the coming exciting. Out quarter. Yeah, for I sure. love it. <laughs> that is so exciting. And I'm so grateful and so thankful that we got to, sure. we got to talk during yes. this quarter. In fact, maybe, maybe <laughs> we should do a guide of this episode. How I, was, I was going meta. to suggest it. I think it would be really great. Oh, I think it, all right. I think it would be fun. And, and we could post that wherever you post your podcast because, you know, guides can be posted anywhere. Yeah. Right. So let, yep. I would love to do that and show right. and share with your audience what this looks like for sure. Well, for our listeners that are listening to the podcast, by the time you listen to it, it's you'll you'll have this to look forward to. That's okay, a, good. A, a guide experience. I love it, Allison. That's, That's great. Good. That's so That's fun. Good. Cool. What any any kind of you know just final thoughts for entrepreneurs that are out there that are you know have this amazing vision or dream that they want to build? Like any advice or uh, that you would give give to founders in the Rockies? I think for well, first of all, the the Rockies. This area is so incredibly supportive. Lots of community. Lots of people who you can reach out to. I mean, reach out to me for that matter. If you, if you're looking for a particular type of person to connect with. So I think a, it's a good community. B, I mean, I would just say go after it. I think now more than ever. I tell my daughter this all the time. Like you, if you love something and you see a path forward, and frankly, even if you don't see a path forward, if you love something you're already on to something. And I think that that leads us in the right direction every single time. It's those times when we hear, you know, we don't listen. We, we hear ourselves talking about something. We think it's not possible. And then in fact, it, it is very possible. So I would just say, go after it and, and do the things that I mentioned around creating a network and giving back to that network and making sure that you're asking in an organized way and all of the things we talked about. Those make those steps really make a difference and can get you um, farther faster. Yet again, more great advice, Allison. I, I'm Thank just <laughs> super, super thankful for your willingness to be on the show. And I mean, it's been, I, I've been so impressed to watch your progress and just amazing vision, amazing product. So I'm Hopefully, you know, this will get it out to just a few more people in the world and um, really excited to continue to to watch all the great things that Guide has in store for the future. Can you can you please tell our audience a little bit about where they can find you and Guide online? 
For sure. Yeah. So guide is at guide.com, G-I-I-D-E.com. And I can be found there as well. And yeah, check it out. We have guides up. We have, you know, the ability just to jump on and make a guide and we're happy to help as you start to explore the platform. Amazing. Thanks so much, Allison. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to our podcast page at nextfrontiercapital.com to get links and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, please rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop. We'll see you next time. Thank you.